Welcome to the 23rd of August edition of Notable News. News in a nutshell for notable women. Notable women are women who know they can be and do more and create more than just working nine to fives, businesses, or nonprofits. They make movements. I'm Kristen Downs, host of the Notable Woman podcast and the Notable Woman Live. You can always find out more at thenotablewoman.com. I'm an NYC-based boss, creative, and mama bear with a hell-bent mission on empowering women. In today's news, we'll lead with Trump's Arizona rally. Thousands of Trump supporters and protesters alike braved 107-degree heat to meet the president last night. It's not a surprise that Monday night teleprompter Trump and Tuesday night rally Trump were two different people. That is to be expected. Trump can be controlled by his folks when he stays on their prepared scripts. And then it also goes to heck when he gets in front of an adoring crowd. CNN has a great comparison on Monday night versus Tuesday night Trump, including a section on Trump praising himself, his wealth, his education, and his ascension into the highest position in the United States, the presidency. He also attacked the media quite strongly again. And if you're wondering why this makes people nervous, the way Trump attacks the media, it's because the free press is a cornerstone institution in a democracy. Removing the press is the first step of any authoritarian regime. And if you think that's a bunch of hoo-ha, consider how Trump has halted press conferences, removed cameras from press conferences, limited the access of his press corps, refused to take questions from groups he considers to be, quote, fake news, and purposefully dodged the press's attempt to cover him. Trump's attacking them last night is nothing new, but it is a part of a continued disturbing pattern. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders specifically came out yesterday and said that the president would not pardon former Sheriff Joe Arpaio, but he hinted at it in his speech. He even said, quote, I think he's going to be just fine, okay? I won't do it tonight because I don't want to cause any controversy, unquote. Trump also said Arpaio should have had a jury, which, of course, he did. Why would this pardon cause controversy? Well, just last week we were talking about white supremacists and neo-Nazis, and Arpaio's crime was ignoring a federal order to stop racial profiling. Pardoning him would be like a match to gasoline, which makes sense why Trump's administration has cautioned him so strongly against it last night. Trump also said he'll pull the U.S. out of NAFTA. He's pretty sure. Sorry, close allies, Canada and Mexico, and he'll force a government shutdown to build a border wall with Mexico. Now, this gives much more credence to a very off-the-beaten-path article I read last week that interviewed Trump administration officials who said that one of the reasons they stayed was to stop even crazier stuff that the public never saw, like a government shutdown over a border wall. Trump also read his Charlottesville remarks last night that got everyone upset to support his claim that he had decried racism. Of course, he admitted the part where he said there were many sides to blame, you know, the part that upset everyone. The counter-protest outside the rally was peaceful, but ended badly with protesters dispersed by tear gas because they would not leave. I'm not seeing any numbers yet of either rally or protest attendees, but just in pictures, it seems like the protest attendees dwarfed the rally attendees considerably. 
After the speech, former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper questioned both Trump's mental fitness for office as well as his motivation for it. Clapper described Trump's rally as downright scary and disturbing. Louise Linton, wife of Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, came under fire for an insensitive, classist Instagram post that was later deleted and she had to publicly apologize for. Now, I personally find this story interesting because I had read a screenshot of her comment yesterday and then I read Trump's rally comments about himself, his wealth, and his education today and they almost mirror each other. So I wonder if he had heard the story and this was his form of solidarity or if it's just a coincidence or something else entirely. Mitch McConnell and the president had a series of falling outs which ended with a screaming phone call of profanities where Trump asked McConnell to help end the Russian investigation and McConnell said he could not. The call was on August 9th and it just came out yesterday. In Every Woman Needs a Hero, today we celebrate modern-day hero Lima Roberta Gabawi, a Liberian peace activist and Nobel Peace Prize winner for her role in ending the Second Liberian Civil War in 2003. In 2002, Gabawi was working as a trauma counselor in her war-torn Liberia, and she happened to just fall asleep in her office. She dreamt that God was telling her that she must, quote, gather the women and pray for peace to end the conflict in Liberia. She thought the message was given to her for someone else, but was eventually convinced that God was speaking to her. She gathered women from across ethnic and religious lines to pray for peace, joined together by desire to stop the bloodshed of their children. These prayers led to nonviolent demonstrations and sit-ins. Eventually, Gabawi was able to make their case before the government itself, where she addressed her speech to Grace Minor, the president of the Senate and the only female president. From there, Gabawi led protesters outside of the hotel where they were negotiating the peace treaty, and after days of no agreement between the government and rebels, they all went right on inside the hotel and planted themselves in front of one of the meeting rooms. When the groups tried to leave without reaching a deal, the women threatened to expose themselves, considered a curse in Liberia, seeing married or elderly women naked. They kept the pressure on until the pre peace agreement was signed in August of 2003. On this day in 1850, the first National Women's Right Convention was held in Massachusetts. The convention had leaders both male and female and championed what are now considered the ideals of the American dream equal wages, expanded education and career opportunities, women's property rights, marriage reform, and women's suffrage. Just last week, we recognized the letter Mrs. Burns wrote her son that led to the women's right to vote in Tennessee and then the United States. In many ways, that letter started in this convention in 1850. The food for thought for today is a quote from Lima Gabawi. And this quote is actually what brought her to my attention in the first place. She said, it's time for women to stop being politely angry. I share this with you to wonder, how are you, how are I, being politely angry instead of being really actually angry? And what can you do about it? In what ways are you limiting your voice 
And how can you say, enough is enough? Have a notable day, my loves.